Is this thing on? Yeah, I think so. Uh, wait, who are you? What's your name? Oh, they call me DJ Tel Aviv. Uh, hi, my name is Creo. Oh, shit. Do you want to do a podcast? Hell yeah, I do. Let's do it. Welcome back. Hey, hey. We just met. Hey, hey. Just kidding, I'm not a rapper, I'm a DJ. <laughs> I actually am a rapper, I am not a DJ. Oh, shit. Oh, shoot. We should do a podcast. Let's do it. Welcome back to hey. the show. Hey. Welcome back to the show. What? Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey. hey. Uh, welcome back to the show. Hey. hey. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Hey. <laughs> oh, let's do it. That's why. Yep, that is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? One. One, two, three. Hey. I hope that was safe. <laughs> It better have been. What's poppin'? Welcome back to the We Just Met podcast. Hi. Uh, my name is Creo. And my name is Sela V. And uh, yeah, it's Black History Month. So what up, nigga? Happy birthday. Happy birthday to all <laughs> black people at once. Oh, um, every single black person collectively. Every single black person, it is now your birthday. So, it is all our birthdays uh, for the poppin'? entire month. You're welcome. What's poppin', my nigga? Um... You can't complain about that because it's Black History Month. You couldn't I can say nigga as many times as I want. As I want to. I say nigga as many times as I want because it's Black I History Month. all the time. <laughs> it's February. I got 28 days to say 20... nigga as many times as I want to. <laughs> oh, my God. What I is the them. number? What is the record for number of niggas dropped in one album? Do you know? I wonder. Or if you had to guess what person it would be, who would you guess? I couldn't even tell you. I feel like it would have to be like, I feel like it would be like DMX or something. Like, I That's feel what, like, like who, who would really excessively use the word? Or it would have to be one of like the Lil's or something like one of the newbies. Uh, That's my guess. I'm Googling it. Sorry. You're, wait, I wonder if you can, if this is actual recorded data. Well, see, this is why I'm Googling it, right? All right while you Google it, I will do housekeeping. If it is your first time here, hello, welcome. We are a podcast of a rapper and a DJ, respectively. Hi. Met in a studio and then decided to do a podcast. That is how we got here. Uh, if you didn't know. If you didn't know, but that's how we got here. Uh, and Week, now we what have, is this? Week 20, episode 24? Episode 24, Kobe episode. Hey, rest in peace, Kobe rest Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe. Um, rest in peace, Gianna Bryant. Rest in peace to everybody and who was lost in that tragic crash. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we're here. Kobe would say, all right, stop complaining and do what you're doing. So no more tears. We've been through that. That being said, yeah. Did you find out how many <laughs> um, people? So no, I didn't because okay. I Googled it. And okay. then I just got a bunch of articles. And let me read you the title names okay. because... What? <laughs> so... The first thing that comes up, it says Real Nigger Roll Call, which is a Wikipedia article uh, talking about Real Nigger Roll Call by Lil John and Eastside Boys. They might be up there, yeah. Um, the second Wikipedia article says use of nigger in the arts <laughs> with the ER. Wait, I'm sorry. Some white person wrote an article <laughs> called Use of oh, Nigger in the Arts. I don't know, but I'm just so... Interesting. I just like that they use the hard R. And then I said, nigga! Like, 
That's so wild to me. Uh-huh. Um, third one is how do rappers handle nigga during the rise of white dominated festivals? Well, you tell them it's not your place to say anything. You do what Amine did, which is killer. If you ain't black, don't say. <laughs> yeah, so. it's that simple. Because I don't need fourteen Beckys going. West side nigga. Um, I feel like that's like my my. That's my nightmare, power- to be honest. It's it's my ultimate power play, at any like concert that I've been to. Mm. I remember seeing going to like Schoolboy Q, and being oh, like. God. And he would rap, and I'd look around, and I'd try also, to catch yeah. eyes with another white person, Bro. and be like, "So, <laughs> so what's going on? Yo, you gonna real? say it? Or you not gonna, gonna say it? Or not? That actually yeah, happened to me with Schoolboy Q at uh, at Way Home. So, uh, talking about white dominated festivals, so I went to Way Home, <laughs> which was a great time. But uh, yeah, so Schoolboy Q walks up. And he's like, yo, what up? Then he first thing he does is go, I thought I was the only rapper at this festival, so it's cool to see a bunch of black people because it was like Solange and Frank yeah. and Jazz and everyone was there. Ooh, Frank Ocean? Yeah, I saw Solange and Frank Ocean in the same weekend. That hurts my heart. Uh-huh, and I saw my girlfriend Banks, and it was great. Oh, Solange uh, It was quite Ocean. great. I actually, who else was there? Danny Brown was there. Danny which Brown. Was lit. And then Danny Brown opened for Russ, which was the weirdest combination it was Muramasa the DJ into Danny Brown into Russ here's the thing I can't even front as if I didn't go see Wiz Khalifa and Fall Out Boy oh no that's lit no it was Hoodie Allen Wiz Khalifa yeah that's true Hoodie Allen did open that tour he did open that tour yo I messed with Hoodie Allen though Hoodie Allen and his frat boy rap was pretty cool and then he didn't improve that was my shit. Hoodie Allen was my shit for a very yeah, long for while. Real. And then, you know, we outgrew it. And, that's and then he, what, well, yeah, because yeah. truly love Hoodie Allen. He makes right for 14 year olds, though. That's the thing. Once I was no longer a teenager, I was like, this is not hitting in the same way for me. That's what I'm saying. It's like Hoodie Allen makes music for all the 14 year old kids who can't go outside. Yeah. He said, I got a fake ID and a checklist that goes never meet a girl on Craigslist. And, you know, at the beautiful age of almost 23, I do not need I don't either need of those ID. things. I don't need either of those things. I don't use Craigslist. I don't use Craigslist, and I don't have a fake ID. So. So, that being said. um, Yeah, no, but Schoolboy Q, uh, he walks out on stage, and then he plays the intro to the album for Oxymoron, which was, I forget what the first song on the album was, mm-hmm. but uh, it's like when he comes out and he's like, what it do, young nigga? What it do, young bitches? And I look around, and these two white girls look at each other, and they're like, what it do, young nigga? And I was like, no, we're not going to do this today. And I just kind of stared them down and was like, we're not doing this today. You we're, know, I genuinely feel like nobody likes to say white, like nobody likes to say nigga more than a white girl saying nigga to another white girl. And you'd be like, yeah, no, for real. Because they'd be doing it in, like... I remember in school, they would do it in the hallways, and I was like, what? I watched a white person look at another white person and be like, what up, nigga? And I was like, why do you... Why is this happening? I'm like, legally speaking, I won't beat your ass. But, like... But legally, I should be allowed to. <laughs> but legally, I should be, you should be able to catch these hands. Legally, but I just you can I don't get it. Thing. I just don't get it though. I don't know. It's because it's the only thing they're not allowed to do. So 
<laughs> when you have all the privilege in the world, you need to find things to uh, make yourself. I guess so. Yeah. Feel mm, the oomph. The oomph. I guess so, man. But yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the only that. thing that fuels happiness in my life is being able to say the N word. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Oh my god! I cannot uh, believe that you are my number one artistic partner in the universe. When you you're act welcome. Like, when you act like this, you know God brought us together for a reason. Apparently. <sighs> Apparently, no. I think it was to see how much Advil I could ingest in my life because you give me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm here for i give everybody oh my goodness what do you mean i'm the youngest child that's my sole purpose on this planet was to give everybody a headache hello i'm a problem what it do yes anyway no that being said i love you but uh thanks i love me too and wow (laughs) okay so (laughs) as it is black history month it is. Uh, I figure, well, because all music is black music, because all music yes, comes from is. black people. Uh, I figure Amen. we could do a little list each of our top three favorite black artists of all time. Yes. And then from there, we will also do our top three. That'll be our three repeat this week. Will be our top three black songs ever. Ever. But we'll start with the artist because that'll be more in-depth. Do you have three off the top of your head or do you want me to go first? You go. Okay. Um, I feel like this list cannot begin without Beyonce. <laughs> yes. And that's like, uh, that's like, yeah, no, it's Beyonce. Beyonce is solely, the Solely based on Homecoming alone. <laughs> you could literally, she could be nobody and have been like, this is my debut performance. And then like, it's just Homecoming. And I would have been like, you are the greatest living artist of our generation. Literally, Not to mention though. all the other stuff that led up to Homecoming. But the, the- Yeah. That's yeah. I have I tried to say something just now and the words couldn't come out. But like she was like dip, 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 dip. exactly exactly like, genuinely genuinely in the most genuine sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Truly, I wouldn't say that. Would I say that? No, never mind. I had a point and then it didn't make sense. So uh okay. Um we could just edit that part out. Which is just fine. I know, whatever. You had a point, you didn't make it. It's fine. I also usually don't make points. I just talk. Um, Stevie Wonder. Ooh. Stevie Wonder. It was maybe the most prolific, maybe the most prolific artist ever from the time he signed with Motown. The amount of records he was able to put out back when you had to like do all the heavy lifting, like in real analog gear, like he couldn't just be like, all right, let me open my laptop and I'm going to drop. 27 songs because i found a youtube beat mm-hmm. and paid a dude 25 dollars and then did the thing it's like nah right record this all big studios lots of work the man's catalog is insane so i feel like you got to put stevie wonder on that list and then number three is where it gets interesting because i'm like i lean towards you lean with it Rock and I also it? rock with it. Word. Um, I lean towards Kendrick. Okay. Ooh. But that being said, I also lean towards Kanye West until 2012. 
Ooh. 03 to 2012 Kanye versus all time Kendrick is very close for me. So those are those are my three A and three B. Damn, threes. I was like, there's so many like, like influential. That's what like, I'm saying, right? Black, specifically, specifically black artists. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, okay, when I think off off rip, solely, especially due to the fact that I'm a DJ, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Furious Five. Yo, shout out to Mylene. Shout out to uh... stop for this, Mylene. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the get down. No, but in in the most genuine sense, obviously, mm-hmm. like, and now I say uh, Grandmaster Flash, but truly, it's like because he wasn't the first DJ to do it. Yeah, and I can't. I don't know why his name always slips me, but it was like. Oh man, I'm so mad. If anybody knows, if anybody knows the name, please send it to me. Drop it in a comment. Drop it anywhere you can do that because I don't remember for the life of me. But there's a there was a DJ before him who was like that was like the dude, and he was like, let's have these underground parties and mm. you know kind of all that things. But Grandmaster Flash was the first DJ to get like his uh like all their stuff like him and the furious poppin', five yeah. to get it not just not popping but on record yeah, yeah, yeah on wax right and that's like the pioneer of the movement that's and the whatever shit. whatever the literal reason i can put out mixes now like today flash, yeah. is literally because of grandmaster flash and the fact that he did that mm-hmm. so there's that um second i don't know fuck um nwa solely for giving me gangster rap that's true because i grew up in the suburbs so so i needed something really really fucking hood (laughs) literally (laughs) i was i was telling i was telling telling a friend of mine (laughs) i'm gonna wait i'm gonna see how many weeks this takes but continue (laughs) go ahead so i was telling a friend of mine Mm -hmm. um about how I I am not a violent person. I'm just violent adjacent. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'm just violent adjacent. So yeah, I don't like to ever fair. be in a violent situation. But in the scenarios where I could be like on some like gangster shit, I'd be like, ugh. Right. I'd be in these streets. You know, I, the only street I'd be in is like the cul-de-sac, but like. I'd be in these streets, the avenues and boulevards. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, I for know, real, for real, for real. Like, you, you know, so there's that. Mm-hmm. But NWA definitely. Who else? And then Tyler the Creator. That's a that's a good pick. Because then, truly, one if there's anybody who inspires me the most, it's mm. him with everything he's done under the sun from when he's twenty from from when he was seventeen up until yeah. now when he's twenty eight. Like that. Yeah. 10 year span was an influence not just to me but to a lot of people to everybody to well yeah that's what i'm saying like it was just yeah. you know even with tyler i want to like the amount of stuff he was able to pull off as far as like golf radio and a tv show and freaking all of the fashion and like the stuff they were able to pull off was insane yeah especially coming from where they started like his ability to leverage i'm a fucking walking paradox no i'm not threesome what a fucking triceratops reptile and you're like 
this weirdo is eating a cockroach. I don't get it. And then <laughs> leverage that into a multi-platform, multi-million dollar business. This, do you see what I'm saying? But do you see what I'm talking about when I talk about like inspirationally? Really? Yeah, of and course. Literally so you're going to eat the, a cockroach. No, but... <laughs> No, but I'm afraid of mushrooms. I will not. What do you think? I never told you that. You're afraid of what? Do you mean you're yeah, afraid? Yeah, no, of like mushrooms? I'm genuinely afraid of like, afraid of like mushrooms. Like an actual phobia. Like I don't even like to look at mushrooms. Why? I used to work at a restaurant, and we used to have to container the mushrooms, and I wouldn't. I'd rather cut chilies than container the mushrooms. I was like, I don't even want to touch it. Interesting. Asking why I've never done shrooms is because I'm afraid of mushrooms. That's the only reason. <laughs> You think it's a joke. It's can you not. Imagine, yo, I can just imagine you somehow doing mushrooms and then having a trip where you're convinced the mushroom's trying to kill you from the inside. Um, again, don't say things like this. You're never going to do it. It's I'm going to like, I'm, I'm going to just start bringing up traumas on this podcast. I'm like, let me tell you about my childhood. I never told you how I thought my dolls were going to kill me in my sleep. This is like. No, I feel that. That's fair. You can't, you can't. My mind dolls is. Dolls freak me out. Dolls freak me out dog but i used to play with dolls yeah because gender roles i guess they was just fun though no yeah, that's true have you met me of course i played with dolls yes of <laughs> course but i was very convinced that they were gonna stab me in my sleep so then i used to wrap them up in a box put them in my closet and sleep in my mom's room why didn't you just put the dolls stop outside? asking questions <laughs> because then they know too much they seen too much oh god Oh Again, God. I was a child who was very imaginative. Apparently. So, <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, you know, that's how that went. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Tyler is brilliant. I think as far as... Uh, we, I could talk about Beyonce for 45 minutes, so I'm trying yeah. not to. But that being said, it's just like... When it's like, there are levels to things... It's like the highest peak of performance ability and execution is a two-person list. Meaning? Beyonce and Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. How did I even forget Michael Jackson? See, I picked Stevie over Michael Jackson because he's more prolific uh, and the catalog is a bit bigger. Word. Also, I do, you don't get... It's like it was hard. It was very close. It was very, it was very close between yeah. the two of them. But I was like, Beyonce gives me a lot of what Michael does, and Stevie gives me a lot of what Michael does. But both of them give me something Michael doesn't. So interesting. Yeah, there's that. Beyonce as a woman has to overcome a lot more and do a lot more, uh, and also does it at the same, if not a higher level. Yeah. Um, Stevie is a brilliant instrument player. Michael Jackson did not play any instruments. Stevie Wonder and a piano is one of the most insane things you can possibly ever witness in your life. So there's that. I was trying to remember Stevie Wonder was the one who was blind. <laughs> yes. You know what? Yes. There are conspiracy theories on that, but yes. Really? Of course there are. He's sitting courtside at basketball games. People are like, what do you, what is, what's popping? He's feeling the movement on the yeah. floor. <laughs> He's like, squeak, squeak. Oh. But no, yes, Stevie Wonder is blind. And he uh, heard squeak, squeak, three pointer. Bucket. <laughs> but, uh, you know? Yeah, that's how I'd be watching that. Granted, I'm pretty sure that's what like announces and stuff are for. Yeah. Like closed captioning. So like you could yeah, be of course, courtside. Exactly. 
because it's an honor, honorary you have, thing. But can you have? I don't know if it works live. I, I'm so down to dispute every Stevie Wonder <laughs> conspiracy that, no, theory. No Stevie Wonder slander ever. But this is why I'm so down to dispute it because it's like you and think. Then, and then if you have, uh, hold on. Okay, no, I just did one of mine. I did two of mine, so it was your turn on your well, list. I'm, I'm trying to think because I was like, yeah. Who was I just thinking about? Oh my god, what the heck? My thoughts just went whoosh. How did your thoughts just fully leave your brain like that? Because I genuinely might have undiagnosed ADHD. That's fair. And I, I say this no word of a lie, like genuinely. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Life is crazy. Um, just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Life is. I crazy. said that. I said that. And I regretted it immediately. That is what you I know. Was. Some people be like, "I'm depressed," but you're like. Are you though? But it's like it's okay, you can't I'll push edit that out. Anyways, um, but yeah, no. So I think with the yeah, and then with Kanye and Kendrick, it's like well, either one. Kendrick has the great, like, might have the greatest four album run in the history of music. Yes. So no it's like it. I don't, I don't know what you say other than that. Like, Section eighty into good kid and you're like okay you can't get better and he's like here's to pimple butterfly which might be and you're like damn like it's the most insane thing ever and then the only album i will argue indefinitely is better than a kendrick any of the kendrick albums because as far as i'm concerned they're all just like all four are in the conversation for best album ever yes the only album that I guarantee argue against a Kendrick album for is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Oh yeah. Because it is the greatest piece of music ever put out in the history of the universe. Yeah. I'm like convinced a thousand percent. Nothing will ever be as good as that. I will try for the rest of my life to make something that good. And it probably won't happen. I don't even know (laughs) if I'll get close, but (laughs) that's the goal. Everyone is chasing is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's the most brilliant use of musical extravagance. I feel possible. that. I it's feel like, that. It's like, bro, let's make the densest, most charismatic, most musically driven hip hop album ever. Where I also talk a lot of ignorant stuff and say crazy stuff and do crazy stuff. Not to mention coming off of the fact that everyone had written this man off. Because at that point, he was an alcoholic who stole the mic from Taylor Swift and was not yet this all-time great artist, even though he just made graduation. And they were like, this, is, this is like post, anything anything like after it's the 2008. Greatest comeback, it's the greatest comeback album ever. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I feel like anything, like any Kanye moment past 2008 is like, he's a psychopath. And then, yeah. and then he like, came out with... My Beautiful Dark Twist fantasy and everybody's like, what? That's the thing. When he was a psychopath <laughs> making that, everyone was like, okay. They're like, did you guys just, did you guys hear Jesus like, on that song? He's he's crazy, but also, <laughs> this is, this, this is, is immaculate. Amazing. Yeah, literally. But now it's like, the songs but are bad. So It's, it's weird like, because I think he is like super, this is super off topic too, sorry. But I feel like he is literally like, one of the first people I ever heard people talk about separating the artist from the art for. Yeah, because the music was so good. Well, that's the thing. It's because it's like, because I have a whole Kanye playlist. Don't even, I'm not oh, even yeah, gonna lie. Everybody knows, but everybody knows one, I love Kanye. 
so much. Like I always really, really liked Kanye. So it's like, mm-hmm. I have that. And for a long time, it's, yeah. Like I want to be able to separate the art from the artist mm-hmm. and that's hard. R. Kelly. Can't do that. There was no way, there was no way around Buried that. under the jail. There was no way around it. You're not buried, separating what Buried art? alive under the jail. Because even his art was super duper part of that problem. Agent, but nothing but a number. Yeah, of course. That's the problem. That, that was the problem. This is the problem. But then, so. yeah, because even with, uh, we talked about this last week with Christopher Brown. <laughs> now, mind you, this is a different story because this man now has just decided to make the same song over, over and, and over, over and, and over. over and over again. Yes. And it's like, I don't even want to deal with you. I never want to hear a 40 song album. How That's- dare you disrespect me and think that one you're you, so I'm not going to listen to it anyway. But if you weren't you and you were someone else, I still wouldn't listen to it. I thought like, you think long. I have the attention span I don't to listen to 40 atten- songs? 40 songs. Man, whose album? I could listen to literally an album and be like, uh, what is it? 20 song album. I'm like, that's too long. I don't think I listened to the entire Scorpion album because I was like, that's too many songs. No, you got to do that in halves. Like, I listened to the A side one day, B side next day. Because yeah, like, that's. Day. Too much. That's too many. It's Bruh, too many. Trying to listen to views when I realized it was 18 tracks. I was like, like damn, damn, son. But yeah, it's like, okay, so the the beginning run of Chris Brown, same thing. You're like, this is all very good music, but also yeah. you are a problem. So we can't do this. But that being said, I know a lot of people who've still got Chris Brown on they on they most listen to artists a lot of the time. But, oh yeah. no, 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 no. If that's see, that's the thing. If Chris Brown is on your most listened to artist, I gotta question my my relationship with you. I'd be like, mm, something about you? It's not it. It's not we it. all have a problematic face. It's though. not it. Yes, but also, do. like, no, because you know there's a category. Sorry, again, super off topic. There's a category for what? Problematic. You know how there's phase? a category where it's like, if you listen to so and so. I can tell your personality. Like dudes who listen to Tory Lanez, I don't even want to talk to you. I don't. I don't. Oh yeah, the, like what your what your like what this person says about you as a person. But literally though, yeah. those those are so real. And I feel like any dude I've ever known that listened to Tory Lanez was just the most ignorant. I'm assuming motherfucker most of them are ever. short. First of all, I don't. They just hate. They're women. definitely short. <laughs> every, every dude no, I know who listens to Tory Lanez consistently just does not respect women in the least this is true this is true there's also any any man who listens to chris brown also consistently doesn't respect women but will never tell you the fact that they disrespect women they'll use all their like light-skinned prowess to make you think that they like women and then low-key disrespect you yes those are gaslighters those are gaslighters. And then you have the two of them are going to make a collab album. Well, I was just gonna say, which is just. Did you say collab album? Yes, they're making like a collab more than album. One song? Like a full thing. I don't. That's enough. <laughs> they get no more airtime. They get no more airtime. It's happening. I don't care. But then, because I saw someone said uh, on TikTok, they were like, "What your favorite punk band growing up said about you." It's like, if you like Panic at the Disco, you probably realize you're bisexual. If you like this person, this band, you're probably this. If you like My Chemical Romance, you're like too uppity and bougie. If you like Paramore, you're you black. are... 
Well, we all know that. But if you like Paramore, you're a simp, mostly for Haley Williams. And I was like, this is a fact. Both of these things are true. Leave me alone. She said, I should be over all those butterflies, but I'm into you. I'm into you. And baby, even on the worst night. I love her. See, I was all, I could have put Paramore on my top black artist of all time list. <laughs> top black Realistically, <laughs> Realistically, I could have. I really could have. But uh, that's you know, actually hilarious. Because that's just. Wait, can you hear it? Yes, I can. Is it like. It's mad quiet, but I can hear it. Okay. I'm okay. just making sure. Sorry. Um, no, but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Okay. How old were you when you realized how much music was invented by Black people? Because I feel like I learned this when I was, like, a little older than I should have been. I'm trying to think, because I feel like it... I, I feel like it kind of happened in droves. Mm. I want to say when I, like, fully realized and been like, oh, my God, and this and that, and this and that, I was maybe, like, 16 or 17, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, growing up in, like, a Trinidadian household... It was, actually, no, I lie. Because I was like, I can be like, yeah, growing up in Trinidadian household, all we listened to was, like, Soka and whatever. But I also, again, grew up in the most predominantly white suburban neighborhoods. Los Burbs. So, like... La Burbs. Literally, everything I listened to was like, I was like, everybody's like, yeah, that's white people music. And I was like, white people music. I was like, oh, white people made a lot of music. And then I was like, oh. Like, um... No, I'm a liar too because you know the the, the 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 episode of the Proud Family, where she goes and they like get, they get segregated. Oh my God! Yeah, she goes back in time and they yeah. get segregated, and they talk about Chuck Berry. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time I ever heard about black uh, rock being started by a black man. Right. Right. So that was like the first implication of like black people as the beginnings of music that I've ever like, learned that Elvis stole all his shit from sister Rosetta Tharp and Chuck Berry and all of these That's people. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Well, mostly from sister Rosetta Tharp, but like Chuck Berry was around at the same time and you've got, uh, yeah, you've got this black woman inventing rock and roll. And then Elvis is Lily white ass being like, I'm a shake my ass off beat. Ah, White man, please. Um, I love New Girl. I love New Girl. And there's literally that one line that everybody knows from New Girl where he goes, a white man? No. And and that's how what I feel about literally every situation. You're just like, you're white man. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a new girl though. Because he goes, yeah, because he's like, uh, uh, a white man, no. And he goes, did the security do anything? And the little girl goes, not a thing, and he goes, typical, typical. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I had to reenact that whole scene. Nah, for real, that's big though. That's Just because that was gold. That's facts. That's facts. Shout out to New Girl and everybody on that show who was on that show. For real, I think that uh, getting back to just like learning about things being black. Yeah, I think when I realized all that, I was kind of like dumbfounded by the the vastness of what we've created as a people. Yeah. And then just being like, how did we do this? 
Like, how did we get here? We did it. We just did. By, well, like my mom says, by the hook or the crook, we did it. By hook or crook, we did it. I don't know what that means. Also, I will say, I say it's, that, but that is like, to my knowledge, what it means. How many black sayings do you know that you don't know what they actually mean? For real, though. <laughs> so many things. I'm like, I just know what it, I know what it's supposed to entail. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of black things in general. That you're like, like I know, I know what this means, but I don't know what it means. My mom's like, I just always know my mom says by the hook of the crook. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, facts. Which, which is basically right. where, where there is a will, there is a way. Yeah, pretty much. So. What by any means? Says, Can we talk about how black women are the backbone of this country? Don't even get me I literally, yes. Every country, everybody, every person ever has been in, has been positively impacted by a black woman. I would literally will die with that fact. Anyways, so basically, because we're talking about lemon out, let, whoa, <laughs> let him out by T.I. Yeah, bring him out, bring him out. Bring it's him out, sorry. Yell when the barrel's yes. in your mouth. So we're talking about bring him out by T.I. Yeah. And I was like, I know that song because, you know, popular music. Bum, 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 but bum, then I was like, it's a Jay-Z song. Right. Because obviously, like, that's Jay-Z. Yeah. But... In doing some research, realized that it's from what album? It's the black one. The black album? Is it literally called the black album? If you actually, wow. It is called the black album. So Continue. hear me. Continue. Hear me. Hear me, hear me. <laughs> My name is Samuel Seabury. Anyways, um, sorry, that was a Hamilton reference for Thank all of those you. who didn't understand. Thank you. I'm glad that we got that. <laughs> go, 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 go. Anyways, so basically... Yeah. Realizing that because I didn't grow up in like predominantly like colored places, hip hop base, literally though, right? It was all something I had to learn on my own, but it was something that had to grow into me. So it's kind of crazy when people talk about how influential black black artists are, but you don't really realize unless you're in those spaces because nobody ever tells you about them. Right. Right. Me again as a DJ had to learn about hip-hop myself and had to go and be like, okay, what is this? Because it's not until, I think I told you this, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, it's not until this past summer that I listened to To Pimp a Butterfly in its entirety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's like, I don't even remember if I ever listened to Good Kid, Mad City, but I think I might have. Right. Right. But it, like, I've never listened to and I just don't generally listen to albums in their entirety sometimes, but like I, the like big albums like Biggie, it wasn't until the other day that I was listening to a bunch of like Biggie small songs, like Notorious B.I.G.'s tracks and just corresponding songs during that era. And we're like, oh, this was sampled from this and that was sampled there and this was mm-hmm. sampled there. And I was like, oh, wow. And that's when I realized like the influence that, yeah, especially those artists like Jay-Z and Biggie had on the literal music that we listen to now. Yeah, Literally li- every song has been, or every song has sampled one of those songs. Yeah, of course. And I think it's great too, because I hate when people are like, oh, sampling this and blah, 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 and sampling is bad and you shouldn't sample and it makes you a bad artist if you sample. And it's like, no, sampling is the most organic, authentic use of music ever. Because if you look at sampling in a, like in its entirety, 
one sampling was made from not having the resources or things like that like that's where breaks and so you're playing breaks over uh over samples of records mm-hmm. and stuff because you're not out here playing instruments in the clubs yeah you don't like that's not what's happening you're just like we need to rock a party somehow let's see what happens if we put these things together it's like the purest form of innovation yeah and then you shouldn't be faulted for being able to use something and create something else that's new and cool like yeah i don't think that you should ever be faulted for that which is why i think karis one is amazing for saying He's like, my entire catalog is allowed to be sampled. I don't care. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You're never going to get sued if you sample one of my records. Like, that's not a thing. And I'm like, that's how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. This is like, you know, sampling is probably, it's like, uh, what do you think? It's like the greatest form of flattery. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, wow, I really Imitation. like that track imitation imitation is the greatest, is the greatest form, form of flattery. flattery because sampling is basically just really cute imitation musical imitation that's what it yeah, is exactly because you got uh even for uh through the wire you yeah, have shaka khan. shaka khan yeah so through the wire kanye sample shaka khan through the wire yeah, fire. yeah through the fire and he's like now we just Which don't turn is it up such a good song i will say shaka khan yeah, She's and so age. is the freaking so is through the wire. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Both are brilliant songs, and then you see you get one brilliant song, you get another brilliant song. You get a brilliant song out of a brilliant song. Yeah, because if you're brilliant and you find a brilliant song, you can. Well, that's it. what I'm saying though, because I was like, when you think of how many like Biggie lines were used and how many, you know, so and so's instrumental was used and blah 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 blah, and like, mm-hmm. you how know, the flows. Everyone at some point, like. What's the song by in. Clips? What's the song by Clips that everybody uses? Grinding. Grinding. Yeah, literally. Everybody uses that. Yeah. That like that sample. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. In the grand scheme of things, black people, they make Freaking music. the um the Erica Badu sample from uh okay, so do you I don't think you listen to Logic. Do you listen to Logic? No. Okay, so Logic and J. Cole both have uh used the same sample from an Erica Badu song uh from back in the day. And she gave permission to, like, she literally called Logic and was like, yeah, of course, like, whatever you need, like, is done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, like, two people, two separate artists, same thing, use this sample from one of the old artists who's like, absolutely, go crazy. I would love to, that's how you do it. You, I think you should embrace that, right? Mm-hmm. I think you need to embrace sampling and just black people embracing each other's creativity and not infighting over like small stuff like that. But also pay everybody. Pay also pay your artists. Pay everybody. Because we support our artists out here in these streets. That is true. So that's true. Anyways. On to what else we were talking about. Yes. The songs, the blackest songs that make you feel the blackest. The three P of Black songs that make you feel black as hell at all times. I only have one. Oh, okay, have go. One. You can start with like, one. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like more. No. Okay. okay. Damn. Okay. I think the one that makes me feel the most black is yeah. definitely "Black" by Buddy <laughs> because that song is so black. 
<laughs> what the hell? That song is so black. He literally, it's it's funny that I say that, be, or not that I say that, but it's funny to me when I hear that song because remember, do you remember how earlier I was telling you like the first time I ever heard Vince Staples was when I saw him open up for Tyler Creator. Yes. The first time I ever heard Buddy was the first time was when he opened up for Amine. Right. Right. So I have a thing where it's like I discover artists yeah, based on seeing them open up. But I guess that's what an opener is for. Yeah. Whatever. But I remember he came out and he played the song Black and I was like, what? The, like literal fuck. What? What is yeah. this? And the lyrics literally were black, 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 black on black, black, my skin so black, 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 black. Yeah. Black on black, 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 my skin black, so black. black. <laughs> my thoughts so black. Literally. Yeah. So it's, it's, I want to count how many times I see black in that song. That song is so good. With ASAP Ferg. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, obviously, it has to be something by Kendrick Lamar. Okay. See, I was going to say, I have All Right tattooed on my bicep. Do you so, really? Yeah. I never knew that. Did you not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I have All Right tattooed on my bicep for a reason. Wait, literally, that song. So, yeah. That, uh... Yeah formation by beyonce i have i never feel blacker than i never feel blacker than i like my negro nose and just five nostrils i was like yes i'm like all other people shut up i was like i am black as hell right now i don't we black as hell see i'll do a little a combination piece because you said beyonce and i said kendrick and obviously the you know freedom Freedom, freedom, freedom. Like that song? Freedom, oh my God. Talk about a... That is is powerful. That is black as hell. That is black as hell. Speaking of songs called Black, Black by Dave is amazing. And then he did it live at the Brit Awards and put a full other verse in where he called Boris Johnson a racist, which was great. Live on TV. He talked about how uh, he's like, he talked about how the media treats Meghan Markle versus uh, Kate, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Is her name Middleton? Kate? Middleton? I was going to say Middleton. Winchester. That was nope. it. Kate Winchester <laughs> is not the... It Kate Middleton. Been true. Uh, yeah, so he talked about that. He talked about a bunch of stuff like that. It was insane. Kate Winchester was, and Kate Middleton are the same person. <laughs> I don't even know who Kate Winchester is. I know, but the I don't same. even know who she is. She's probably non-existent. But oh, y'all look alike. <laughs> You could have said that name and it'd be like, yep. Yep. But yeah, I think those are some of my favorite Black songs ever. I think that... Oh my goodness, there's a Stevie Wonder song that's escaping my brain right now. Uh, Give me a second. Uh, What's it called? What's it called? Brown Skin Girl, by the way. Brown Skin Girl is one of the uh, greatest songs. I was going to say, Brown Skin Girl really is like a banger. I yeah. am I mad that <laughs> Disney really tried to give us the Lion King, but made nothing about it black except the voice actors. I mean, it's a movie about animals. I yes. don't know what you really wanted. What you? Yes. What did you want to happen? So was the Princess and the Frog. Don't even get me started on. That. Are we gonna talk about it? Because I remember seeing something about how like that's literally the only way they ever equate things is like. The only reason you could talk about, like, quote-unquote racism... Well, okay, first of all, one, people have talked about that because that was such a big controversy when um, Disney put The Lion King in, like, the celebrating Black stories category. Because everybody's like, but wait a minute. It's not a Black story. It just the has literally Black people talking. Only, well, no, not even, like, the cartoon itself. 
like the animated version the only thing black about it was the fact that it was set in africa and that's it because yeah, the voice actors had a bunch were of white. british white people talk um the crew was so both the cast and the crew were white yep and that whole story is based on king lear hamlet hamlet yes is it hamlet uh, all y'all hamlet. look alike it is hamlet it is hamlet it is hamlet but the yeah. whole story is based on hamlet yeah what about that is ever what about that is black that's fair but that's the thing even bringing it back with the the live action version again same the thing same black. basis the album's pretty black okay like, the album's black i'm it's taking literally the album. because it's literally because you had to have because you had beyonce yeah, yeah. you couldn't have like what yo y'all want uh y'all want the lion king album executively produced by taylor swift <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I didn't like that sentence it's just uh, yeah. yeah no that's the worst sentence ever but my yo, body's fatigued look i get the lion king didn't go great we all know that but you know it did go great black is king you know, I haven't seen it. So next time you come to the crib, we will be watching Black is King. And The Princess and the Frog? Yeah, that's fine. We can watch both. Get ready for me to say every single word of that entire... You say that like I don't live in a house where we've memorized everything. <sighs> okay, good. You, I need to watch Hamilton with people who have seen it so I can talk through it. Because every time we've watched it, it has been with someone who hasn't seen it. So I have to let it play out. And I can't just start like singing the songs. Yeah. But I would really love that ideally. So but yeah. black art, that's what it is. Black art is everything. Support this. It black literally podcast. is. What do you mean? Uh yeah. Also, Marvel stopped giving white people black best friends in everything. Oh my god. Um, in general, stop giving everybody black best yeah, friends. Yeah, no, in everything. black people are not character development for white people who are being stupid. You know what I'm saying? I um, very what was also the, what was the, no slave movies. Abolish slave movies. Yes. What was the movie? Was it Tall Girl? I think it was I, Tall Girl. I've never seen Tall Girl. Tall Girl was a terrible movie. All I know about Tall Girl is the bit from TikTok where hot tall girls talk about the fact that there was a movie called Tall Girls. And they're like, you could have had Tall Girls. We made a movie. I didn't watch it. But it exists. Okay. And I'm like, I didn't watch it either. In this podcast about Black people, my short review of Tall Girl is... It didn't make logically speaking makes no sense. She's six foot, and everybody in the else I thought she was like short. six nine. No, she is six foot tall. I would date a six foot tall girl today. Here's the thing: everybody in the school for some reason is shorter than her, so it makes zero sense. As if there are not football players in high school that are like six four, and you're like, why are you that tall? My cousin is literally eighteen, I think, either eighteen or nineteen, and he is six foot seven. Like what? How? I don't know. Don't ask me questions. All my cousins are above six foot. How do you not go to school with anybody who's six foot? Anyways, besides the point, she has this black best friend who's literally only only shows up to bestow her tokens of wisdom ever so often. And I'm like, if that is not tokenism at its finest, then I don't know what is. And that's on fake diversity. So that's that on that. That being said, I love being black. I also love being black. I would not trade it for anything in the world. No. No. Honestly, no. I thought about I thought about it because I was like, You're would like, I would be I... white if I no. had the choice? Would I be white? But then I was like, no offense to white people either. Like, no, but you don't get this resilience being white. No offense. But like, no. Mm. Like, 
you know. Mm, you know. <laughs> anyway, if you like <laughs> what you heard, follow us on Instagram at WJM Podcast. Yes. Uh, where can they find you at all of your stuff? At all of my stuff? Yeah. You can find me at DJ Selavi, DJ S E L A V I E. Facts. Where can they find you? Uh, in the street. No, I'm kidding. I'm in my house. Um, at I am Creo on all things. I A M C R E O on all of the things where I am Creos are sold and created. Uh, yeah. Follow us. Uh, I have a new record coming out on February 19th. Sela stays DJing. I would tell you that I am going to release a mix, but I'd be a liar. So Y'all don't know when don't that ever day is. It's coming. Just don't it's coming. ever hold me to anything. It's coming. We just don't know the date yet. Uh, but yeah, follow us. Hit a share. Give us five stars. And we will be back next week. Have Yay. a great week. Thank a black person today. Hug a black. Don't hug a black person. Don't hug anybody. It's Corona. Just don't. Don't hug don't anybody. Touch anybody. Don't touch anybody. Six feet at all times. From far away, say something nice to a black person. Or yes. text them. Hold up text a sign. Somebody. Yeah. Hit them up. I was going to say, hold up a sign out their window, but like... No, that's super weird. Don't do that. Well, I was like... I was, and then my brain went KKK anyways. Nothing matters. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, shout out to black people. And we will be back next week. Thank you for listening. This is the We Just Met podcast. Eat Goodbye. Eat. Goodbye.